Hey everyone, welcome to the Ed of Esports podcast experience where we discuss esports news, events, content, and of course, feature the streamers, educators, coaches, and key people that you all love and that are making a difference in the industry today. As always, you can find the podcast on all platforms. And if you want to look for me specifically, you can uh, look for me on all social media channels. That's Esports Jerry in Miami. I usually change the place where I am. So you can look for me there. And just as you heard, my name is Jerry Sanchez and I'll be your podcast guide for today as we navigate the nuances and subtleties of the esports industry. I'd like to also point out that you can find our guest on all social media platforms as OKC Pal through Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and of course, Facebook. You can look them up on Google and they'll show up right away. Today's guest is Sergeant Joe Pena and Chief Operating Officer Brittany Ward from Oklahoma Police Athletic League. Tell us a little bit about what brought you here today and kind of what's going on with the Athletic League. Hey, thanks for having us on. Um... Pal Esports started with the uh, the COVID, the pandemic. Uh, we uh, were looking for a way to uh, reach out to the kids, uh, stay mentoring. That's our main job as a, as a mentor with our students, our middle school kids. And since school was shut down, everything was shut down. Um, just had a, an idea about this. My son's a gamer and started looking into it, started talking to some people and just kind of went from there. So uh, we started with Discord, we started playing Rocket League. We got some kids uh, signed up, just started doing tournaments. And throughout this last school year, we ended up uh, running two leagues with the Rocket League and uh, just finished up with a, a fundraiser. That's where we're at right now. I, I think Joe is, so hi, I'm Brittany. Thank you for having us, Jerry. We're really happy to be here. And Joe is going to undersell himself a lot. So where he does that, I'm going to pump him up some. Um, he originally came with this idea, brought it to um, our executive director at the time. And we had a lunch conversation around it and how he was really passionate about this. And he thought it was a great way for us to continue to engage with our young people during the pandemic. And, you know, I'm, I'm a former collegiate professional athlete. So when I think about using sports as a way to mentor young people, I view it through a very traditional sports lens. And I uh, certainly fell into that trap of, well, is this counterintuitive to what we're trying to achieve here with our athletics programs? We're trying to encourage young people to get out and be outside and be physically active with their peers I mean, surely this is encouraging the opposite of that. And the more we were able to, I was able to be educated through some really important stakeholders in our community, especially Mike Aguilar at um, OU. He's been so influential in the development of our program. Um, certainly some help from Equinox Esports too, but Joe really brought his game to the table and said, look, look at my Discord look at the conversations I'm having with the young people already. Like this is mentorship. This is what we do. So from there, I mean, it really opened my eyes, right? I was like, how, how could I not view it as, as the same as a traditional sport? So any person out there listening that has traveled that same path or, or is, you know, new to the landscape and is trying to figure out how do you apply this to your current programming uh, or should you get behind it? And I would say as a totally converted human being that, yes, you should. We've seen 
you know, testimonials from young people and their parents about how influential this has been and how impactful it's been, especially during a pandemic. And I think Joe can probably speak to that a little bit more than I can. Yeah. So I hear a lot about youth empowerment and to me, it's super important. I did, I did not grow up in a community that had a lot to, to give back. We, it was pretty poor. And I always kind of found myself strafing towards, you know, video games, whether it was World of Warcraft, even kind of board games. I played a lot of chess when I was young and actually played a lot of that with my sister's friends, which were all female. So female inclusivity and, and gender inclusivity when it comes to being young. Um, I'm all about it when and you talk about Rocket League. I'm so bad at it. I call it rocket soccer because um, I, you know, when I look at something, it's just so easy for adults to digest this type of game when, when you're streaming it or when you're showing it. Um, what are some of the difficulties that you've encountered when coming into the young space? There's such a um, sensitive duty of care when, when it comes to younger children. So when I first started this, it was um, kind of everything was centered around or discord. So uh, I knew some kids, some kids uh, were signing up and the, the biggest thing that, you know, talking with parents and with these kids is that, you know, th th there's a place for gaming and being an athlete myself, being a coach, um, you know, I've coached in Powell for the last five or six years. I was a volunteer before that. It, it's just more to it. I mean, it's the same as you step back and look. I mean, you have your athletes, you have people that are, that are involved in gaming. You have, I mean, you have all types of, of kids that, that are involved in things. And this is just another, you know, opportunity to stay in touch with the kids. But the biggest sell was when uh, I created this, our discord, it was, um, it was just an invite only. Uh, I didn't make it a public place. So when I talked to the parents, it was, look, when the kids are getting on, they're playing other pal officers, teachers, mentors, um, people involved in our program. It's our own little community. And we don't just do, I mean, it's not just gaming. You know, we talk about things that are going on at home, uh, more importantly, their homework um, and things like that. So it's it's communicating, just staying in touch and just building this whole community. So when I talk to the parents about that, you know, they bought into it. And, uh, you know, the kids that, that are on there that have been with me from the beginning, it's, it's, just, it's just amazing. They've taken ownership of this. This is their place they can get online. It's a safe place for them uh, to talk with other pal kids, mentors. And once that happened, um, and once you get into that, it, it just opens up, I mean, your eyes to, you know, how much kids kids need this involvement in activities or things like this. And just, you know, with esports, it's just, uh, it's been amazing, the process and meeting all these new people and the kids getting the experience. Um, you know, they're, they're talking to them about, you know, college opportunities um, and, you know, even professional opportunities and actual careers in this field. And it's just amazing that there's so many, uh, these kids have access to that. I mean, just just right in front of them. So, um, yeah, a lot of the young people we serve um, don't typically have exposure to these opportunities. Um, don't necessarily, you know, that's like our traditional sports programs that we offer. They're all free, and so we want to. But but you know, just like you said before, Jerry, this is something that transcends all barriers as well, like including physical or or um, developmentally delayed, or, you know, it, it's all abilities can participate in esports. Um, it it's not gender specific. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are. If you want to game and you want to have fun, you're, you can be a part of this. And, and I we think, don't, I'm sorry, Brittany, but I we don't just, have to turn anybody away. I mean, yeah. anybody. 
and and that, that's that's a cool part too such a good job of vetting people in and out of our program and making sure that it is a really fun and safe environment for our kiddos yeah i, I wanted to hover over that because Obviously, this is all about empowerment, giving back to the community. And you've seen the reception. Uh, I mean, Joe says it himself. You've seen the reception from the parents. and They're saying, hey, you know what? This is a good idea. I want my kid to be a part of this and teach them something that they can actually use to have an impact in the real world. Tell us about like a, like a, like a day-to-day when you're coming in and you're kind of coaching these students and you're watching them play. You're watching them engage, especially, you know, with uh, COVID restrictions and guidelines. Um, how, how's that been working out? I, I heard recently you had an event. Uh, t- tell us how that went so the uh the fundraiser van uh, is a, another amazing experience um you know M- mike and uh his crew from ou and equinox they came together and they just put this thing on and it's just amazing to see um, how much effort and you know just technical skills that these that they have to put this on and attitudes are great every time we talk to somebody it was just it was just awesome just just getting to meet everybody and the the very best part is the kids got some of the kids got to be involved and got to see that process and also got to meet everyone else and uh, they also got to spend a day at equinox for their at their summer camp so they got the game there most of our kids don't have um pcs at home gaming pcs so they got a chance to go play on gaming pcs and see you know what it's like the difference from a console to a pc so um uh nothing but good feedback from them they were just so excited they were so excited when they found out some some like really high, high level players were pr- playing in the fundraiser and they got to play against them yeah the fundraiser was um from like an operational standpoint um basically student-led by ou students um Absolutely incredible, right? <laughs> like Joe was totally correct in saying that their tournament organization skill set is so beyond what I can do and <laughs> understand. So they did such an incredible job. And we actually were able to use this as a way. Um, this is sort of separate to the mentorship piece. Um, it certainly applies to the same thing, but I'm speaking from uh, with a different hat on, right? So the fact that we're a nonprofit, we have to do fundraisers throughout the year to help supplement our revenue so we can continue to pro- provide free programming to our young people. And one of our major fundraisers was canceled due to COVID. And so Joe and I um, thought this would be a really great synergistic way to get our young people involved in that in that fundraising effort, but also for us to build upon uh, community relationships and partnerships that that are, you know, people that are already doing it really well in our community and just piggybacking off of them and their knowledge. So that way, like Joe said, we can offer opportunities to our young people to be around, um, you know, thought leaders in the industry or around people who who have been doing it professionally for a long time. And so the fundraiser uh, was really fun to, one, we had a few panels. So we used one as an educational piece just to our PAL community, their kids and families, and definitely our, our partner in the Oklahoma City Public Schools as well to get a better idea of what esports is and what are the implications and applications of being a gamer. And then the second panel um, really showcased Oklahoma talents and the people that have been tournament organizing here for many years. I'm talking like decades. So 
um, it, that was really cool to gain that knowledge and to network with those people. But I'd like to add as well that we also were able to raise over $8,000 and that with, with some hardware from HyperX too. So we had a really good time and the people that got to participate had a really good time. Our, like Joe said, our kids loved that experience. So we're hoping to continue to do more stuff like that in the future too. Absolutely. Yeah. So I hear it, it's not just about building up the community. It's actually, you're all actually kind of coaching these kids and teaching them actual life skills, like uh, interaction with, with other humans, how to work as a team, how to function in an ecosystem. Is there any opportunity? Because I mean, this can get much bigger than what it is right here at the Athletic League, this connecting to local middle schools, local high schools. And I'm sure that you've all done that. Is there a, uh, potentially in the future a way that you can connect um, some of these students to um, job internships, you know, as they're in college and, and kind of things like this? A really cool thing that's happened with this is a uh... Uh, we've had a couple of our older kids. We have some high school kids that are a part of our uh, our uh, program, and they've actually had uh, sit-down talks, um, well, through Discord uh, with Mike about college opportunities. Uh, and I got to sit in on those. And what, what what's so amazing is I went through the same process with my son when he was going to college to be an athlete, and it was the same exact thing, the same exact scenario. It was. It was just amazing for, for these kids get to talk, you know, they get to talk to somebody and their families and parents and and get to learn about, you know, opportunities through esports. So that happened a couple of times and it was just, just jaw dropping because there, I mean, there's no difference. I mean, there, it's an opportunity and because of some kind of skill that you have, um, that opportunity gets better. And this is, and this is just uh, what we're trying to build on. And, we have other things that, you know, in the future, we, we want this to grow. Um, but mainly is just if we just uh, stay in touch with the kids and teach them at this at, at this level. Um, or, or we have a, a character challenge coin uh, where we have uh, character words and we want to instill those those character traits uh, with our kids. And just like with with sports, traditional sports, you know, sportsmanship, teamwork. Um, you know, integrity, accountability, all, all these things, it, it, there's no difference. So, um, and especially in, in the esports arena, the, the, a lot of kids get behind a keyboard and a computer and there's no accountability. You know, they, they can get on and say and, and do things that they want. So that's really been a challenge is getting these kids to, you know, you have to work with, you have to be accountable. You have to, um, you have to hold yourself to a certain standard. You have to have good sportsmanship and um, the kids are responding to it. They're getting it and they understand why it's because when we have those college talks and they get the opportunity to talk and see that there's, it's not only your grades or your skill, it's also your character that helps you get into those positions to, uh, to go on to the next level. So that, that's been a neat transition seeing the same kind of things through traditional sports and esports. It's uh, and building those, those char good character traits with these kids. And now that you mentioned character development, I was actually thinking just about that because when I was growing up and, and I would go into clubs, I actually traveled to a couple of states. I used to play very competitive League of Legends and, you know, my friend had this rundown car and we would we would go to Orlando, we'd go to Georgia and North Carolina, and we'd actually compete. Uh, sometimes we'd all just kind of crumble up in the car and sleep, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. We couldn't like get a hotel every night. Um, but it was uh, the idea of, of 
yes, they're your friends and yes, you know them, but um, there's a different level of friendship when you start kind of traveling to other states together and you start mm-hmm. kind of like meeting the other side of your team members. You know, you know, I mean, how they live, how they conduct themselves when they do business transactions, um, everything from even going to a gas station to, to talking to someone to join a tournament. And it's a small stuff. And, and, you know, as a 17, 18 year old, you know, traveling, I, I had to learn a lot of stuff pretty much kind of like down the road, but um, I think it's super healthy that you're all coming in and you're showing them the right way to build this. What what could be, and, and I'll probably ask Miss um, Ward this, what would be some of the difficulties that you've all encountered or you feel that you will encounter as you continue down this path? Well, I think our first uh, like stepping stone of this process is really the is education. And so um, because we're a nonprofit, we do have to rely on, on partnerships with prominent community stakeholders and uh, rely on sponsorships and support of our programming so we can continue to offer high level programming for our young people at no cost. So I think um, creating some awareness and education around these benefits that Joe just talked about and really understanding like a more holistic approach. I think encouraging people to adopt that holistic approach to health and well-being and understanding how gaming has certainly a role within that. Um, that will be probably our biggest and first challenge. And then moving forward, um, Joe can certainly attest to this, we're, we're both still learning. And so we, we do rely on people in our community who are already doing this well and have laid really great foundations. We're, we're leaning on, on their support and guidance. So the next steps that we take to continue to grow and develop this program are the right ones. Um, you know, we, we don't want to take on more than, than what we can chew. And we, we do want to make sure that we're providing really sound value and mentorship to our young people. And so I think that's like the next part is kind of like, well, well, what's next? Where do we go from here? What, what avenues do we have the capacity to actually venture into? And, and realizing, um, realizing that and finding ways within that to be super successful. When I look at something like, I mean, I have a lot of younger cousins and, you know, younger brothers and I'm, I'm actually, well, not younger brothers. I'm actually the youngest brother. I'm the <laughs> baby of my mom and dad. Um, but I have younger cousins and, you know, I mean, they look up to me, you know, they're like, um, I, I actually, they don't call me Uncle Jerry. They call me Uncle Chewy. It's just like a nickname. And everyone <laughs> calls me that now. Um, and they give everyone chocolate names, you know, Crunchy, Almond. But apparently the Chewy one's stuck. So it's just Uncle Chewy. <laughs> and they know me Can as that. Can you make noise though? Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do the noise or no? If not, I don't know. I don't but they, they go uncle chewy can you like cook me some rice you know and i go no it's uncle jerry they go no it's uncle chewy <laughs> so the idea is that um when, when i'm doing something and you know whether it's i'm going now or whether it's what, I, what, I, what i'm 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 wearing and I, i'm all about inclusive i don't hate on anyone that you know it's whether you got tattoos whether you dress in pink blue green it doesn't matter to me but um i'm i'm, I'm naturally very traditional and the way that i i like to coach it's obviously not just like everyone asks me for advice I tell them it's to kind of like practice what I preach right and I'm kind of like indebted to that where 
Um, I, I want to be formal. I open the door for my wife when, when, you know, when we get in the car, uh, my wife does not get out of the car unless I open the door for her. Because um, <laughs> sometimes I forget and I'm like, oh, she's in the car because I haven't opened the door. Um, and this is something my father taught me. You know, and some mm-hmm. people can look at this like, oh, that's kind of weird. But I just think it's very traditional and very formal. So when I like to approach uh, my family members that are younger, it's I like to do it by what I've done. I, I have a very good marriage. Um, I, obviously, I have a, a standard traditional uh, university education and i'm put and i'm also pushing these things in esports much as yourself and i look at youth empowerment and i say a lot of companies are not investing a lot of capital in middle schools and elementary schools so to see uh, you know people like you and joe that are actually taking the time out of your day to research and out of your day to like implement educate and execute this on on the young community not only to just give them some sort of pathway to obviously stay out of crime stay out of danger um be in a safe place safe zone um you know care for them um you're doing it because you genuinely feel that it's important it, it it's a calling from within i don't know maybe you want to correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like this is something that you're kind of born with you you don't just oh, come out of it and say oh yeah i'm just going to do youth empowerment because it, it's not for everyone yeah, just just to touch on a, a little background is you know, I've been a police officer for 22 years at the Oklahoma City Police, and uh, great great experience is not something that that I just grew up that that's what I was going to do. And the cool thing is, you know, I grew up not too far from a lot of the kids that I mentored. Uh, so I'm a Southside kid, um, born and raised here, and my dad's an immigrant. He's from Mexico. My mom's from here. Um, and about 12 years ago, my, you know, my dad got a citizenship, so that was a big day for our family. And uh, so I kind of get the upbringing, and like you said, the, the the manners and things like that, I get that. I mean, it's the same way I was raised, and I do the same thing with my wife, open the door, no matter what. If it's raining, snowing, or whatever, doors are open, and just those things that are, you know, that are instilled in you. And a calling, you know, with Police Smart, I've done – Almost, I've done a lot of different jobs. So I've been a patrol officer. I was, uh, I worked in our gang enforcement unit. Um, I was a detective in our assault unit. Uh, I worked in an admin spot called planning and research. And then I was, I came to schools, which is uh, schools and PAL. It's it's under the our PCR unit. So I was a resource officer for five years before I was able to get a chance to come to PAL um, as a full time officer. So. Uh, once I heard about PAL and my background with, with my kids in sports and, you know, I, I just felt that was my calling. Um, my career is to, this is how I give back. And I've been here for, going on four years now in PAL and I, I can't wait to get to work every day. I mean, it's just amazing. And then I tell kids, you know, I get to do video, we get to play video games. <laughs> and, and we get to hang out and I get to give back and you know, also coach, I'm coaching the baseball team in middle school and it's just, just amazing It just, I mean, very fulfilling every day I get to get up and give back to these kids. A lot of what we do, Joe, right, is you're a police officer, so a lot of the interactions you have with the young people in our community and their parents helps to really change the narrative around that too and it, it really humanizes the police that work with us um, and within our unit and in our, you know, greater programming, it, it really allows the community to have like proper conversations with you as a person versus you as a police officer. Right. And, and now, and I would have never thought about this 10 years ago, especially when I was working uh, in our gang unit or detective is that now the parents, I mean, they, they can like personally reach out to me 
if there's some of them have my personal cell phone, um, they can re always reach out to me on Discord. There's just all this, there's just communication that we can have with these parents. And it's just, you know, it's a trust issue back both ways. And that's just, I think that with the, with the parents and, and the community that I think that helps build that and bridge that gap um, with me. So we have four full-time officers and a supervisor here in Powell. And it's, to me, I, I don't see myself going anywhere. Um, you know, I, I just love doing this. Now this eSports has just opened my eyes. I've learned so much. I've had to teach myself a lot of new things um, that, that are involved in gaming. And it's just, just been a great experience. And I, I just can't wait to see how much more it, you know, it grows. And uh, Jerry, you also, so you asked, um, is this something that is like innate? And I think my story is not as cool as Joe's, but I uh, did grow up in a home where there was abuse and um, financial troubles. So I knew that in order for me to, I don't know, prosper in life, I was going to have to get a scholarship to go to college. There's no way I was going to be able to go to college otherwise. And so I uh, used basketball as a tool, as the vehicle to get me there and to travel the world. And um, I think it's, it's shown me that there are a lot of um, barriers to access. And I think all it takes is one tool or one skill to empower a young person, and then they can break the cycle. And once the cycle is broken, you've now influenced every generation that follows. And that is such a powerful thing when you're mentoring young people. And certainly you're not going to reap the benefits every day, especially working in the nature, you know, the nature of working with young people. Nope. You are not always going to get a thank you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not for 10 years. Um, but you can certainly try your best to sprinkle little bits, little nuggets of knowledge here and there and hoping, hoping that some of it sticks. And, you know, I, I've had a lot of young people that I've worked with uh, overseas predominantly that have many years later reached back out to me and say, hey, thank you so much, Brittany. I remember that one time. And, you know, it, it's stuff that maybe you didn't think was a big deal, but to them, it really meant the world. And so I, any person that's working with young people. Hey, keep fighting the good fight. We really appreciate you. And uh, I would definitely say, yes, Jerry, I think it's a calling and it's, it's something special and meaningful and it takes a special kind of person to be able to do it a, a thankless job every day. Yeah. We're pretty much about to wrap up. I actually want to thank both of you. And I want to say, I really, really appreciate your service show. When I was young, I got in a lot of trouble with police not only for skateboarding but for stupid small stuff oh god mm -hmm. that i did when i was young and i never appreciated man that, that you people go through so much like hatred and and people just discriminate against officers and there's so much you know just negative stuff towards them people are out there risking their lives for our safety every time that i see an officer i feel safe i don't know about other people i feel safe i'm like nothing's gonna happen to me i'm like you know this man's eating donuts i'm gonna sit as close as possible to him because i'm gonna be super safe i want to ask what is the future that you all see that you both see for this esports community within ocpa i just want to keep growing uh get as many kids involved that want to be involved build this community just like um, our program is a great program. We already have a, a, a big community with, with our power program and just, just kind of fall in suit with that. Just, just keep building, keep growing, yep. keep giving these kids opportunities. Yeah, I, I'm with Joe. Just really continue to add to our programming that 
gets our young people ex one exposure to sport, two exposure to college, uh, three exposure to career opportunities. And that's, we, you know, we're at the grassroots level of that pipeline, but we want to really stay cold, like really firmly plant our feet in that and um, do it really well. And we're certainly going to continue to get guidance from the people in our community that are already doing it well. And we're just really happy to continue to grow and develop in this space. Man, I really appreciate all that stuff. I'm going to tell my cousins and I'm going to send them over there. <laughs> so you guys can take care of that for me. I love for sometimes for probably some of your coaches showing me a little bit of rocket soccer because like I said, I'm so bad. I just don't understand. It's like, why do you have to spin the car just to hit the ball? Can't you just- yeah, I've yet to beat the kids, and I think that's what keeps me playing because one day uh, I'm, I'm going to win a game and I'm going to rub it in. I'll probably put it all over Facebook and everything else, too. Oh, I got to so. go. I guess I got to go. Now that I won, I got to yep. go. Yep. I'll never play again. Dang it. Yep. <laughs> but I want to thank you both for being here today. It's been actually the pleasure is all mine. Um, I love this, and youth empowerment for me is. Um, you know, from where I grew up to the six different high schools I went to because I kept getting kicked out of each one. I really appreciate when we look back and we say, you know what, um, things could have been a little better, but I also got to put a little bit of weight on some of the adults that just, they didn't take that extra effort to really take it to us. Um, so when I look back, specifically to me, because I can only speak about my own experience, mm -hmm. I really appreciate when I see people that, that I look up to, because I look up to Brittany, and I look up to you, Joe, and I look up to what you're all doing over there. It doesn't matter how much I said, it doesn't matter how many sponsorships, like it doesn't matter how, how well people know me in the esports space. I always look up to people doing things for younger people, because one day I'll have a child and I'll love to send my child to a location where they can learn things that they just can't learn in their immediate tribe. They have to integrate on the outside tribe. And I think that's super wonderful. Well, thank you so much. It's yeah, been thanks. awesome being, being on here. Thank you. Thank you.